1: No one has the balls to stand up like I'm doing right now. stop the crap already. We're all Americans. We're all equal. I don't see black. I don't see Asian. I don't see anything but American. Welcome to One Tough Podcast. I'm really excited. Excerpts of our shows have been used on WABC radio during the week, and whoever's cutting it up, they're doing a great job. And today, we're going to talk about different current events that were going on in the last week. Plus, I tell everybody. We have this new podcast. It's called uh, One—no, it's not called that. It's called Bo Deedle's True Crime, and we talk about some of the major cases that I was involved with on the police department and off the police department. Today, I want to start with what happened this past weekend because what happened at the Masters? A lot of people don't know about golf, but I think this transcends golf. It's the most calming weekend television that you could watch. You have my friend Jim Nance, who's a friend of mine, And we telecast from the Masters in Augusta, Georgia. Probably the most beautiful place that I've ever been to. And I've had the fortune of playing it with my friend Al Tomatoes a few years ago. And as a golfer, it's golf heaven. That's all I have to describe it. And we were on that course, and it's just magnificent. And to watch it all weekend, it's tranquility and the sound of the birds, the beautiful azaleas. No matter what the problems are, I turn off the channel and I take away from Fox News and about the people being massacred in Ukraine and about what's going on in Shanghai, China, with people locked in their buildings. Twenty five million people locked. They locked them in their doors. They have no food. And, you know, you try to get away. And then when I turn the channel on to the Augusta National, to the masses, it calms you down. And it brings you to a beautiful place. And my congratulations to Jim Nance and the people at CBS for what they do over there. But we're going to talk about different subjects now on our One Tough podcast. And again, I have people, please remember, Bo Deedle's true crime story, we're whipping them out. We'll be talking about one of the biggest cases on true crime story by Bo Deedle today, and it'll be on the internet. So let's basically go over the issues of this week. So what has happened this week, we had everyone complaining about guns. Now you had the president standing up there with a ghost gun. You had my friend Eric Adams talking about him. Then you have this attorney general, Hokel, Mokel, whatever her name is, and she's talking about these guns. But I've never seen a gun shoot somebody. I mean, a gun doesn't have the capability of shooting anybody. How about we talk about the person pulling the trigger? And as if there's one case that jumps out for me this week, and there's one hero to me, and there's this lawyer from New York City. She, let me get her name straight, Judge sure I I can't even pronounce it, but she's my new hero. She had the fellow that killed somebody. Now, this wasn't a regular shooting. This was an assassination. His name was John Spry up in the Bronx. What he did was he assassinated this young man, and this judge would not allow that man, this, this crumbon, get out of jail. So now all of a sudden his lawyer, Michelle Nova, Grant, Brandt or Grant, or whatever the hell her name is, all of a sudden she now is suing the judge because what she's citing is the New York State liberal law of that everybody has to get mail. Everyone has to get bailed out of jail. In other words, you can't hold anybody. Judge Ann Schnerzer, whatever her name was, she said no. He's going in jail. So this legal aid or defense attorney now is actually suing the judge saying that under our bail reform, this liberal progressive bail reform in New York State, that he has to be able to get bail. This judge put a foot down. And my congratulations to this judge and every judge that make their own decision and hold it down. And then we have my friend there. What was his name? Benjamin Buttons. No, I mean, Brian Benjamin, whatever his name is. He was our liberal lieutenant governor, Benjamin Button, Brian Benjamin. I don't care. But you know what? He's out of here. He got indicted. He had the audacity. Every time he got a subpoena, he threw it in the garbage. Hey, Brian, you can't throw subpoenas in the garbage. You get indicted like you just did. And you know what? You never returned my four phone calls. And as far as I'm concerned, you sleep with the fish, Brian. And you were part of this progressive liberal uh, bail reform. And all I say is, bye-bye, dickhead, like I did in Goodfellas. Remember that? So, I mean, basically, this is happening now. And I think there's what has happened now in the last few days, yesterday, matter of fact, in our subways, with this creep, who I'm not going to mention his name, this little fat creep, all of a sudden he ended up shooting all the people on the subway train and he's a real racist. He has all kinds of uh, quotes on the Twitter about racism, about killing white people, and this and that. And this is I judge him as a terrorist. He's a terrorist. What's the difference if you're Arabic terrorist or if you're a black terrorist or a white terrorist or uh, the uh, white supremacist terrorist? Terrorism's terrorism. And this guy caused terrorism. Yes, they shooting all the people on the subway there and blowing up all these devices and put people in a panic. And here we go again. You get Governor Hokel doing her little stage, and she's talking about guns again. Hey, Hochul Hochul, you know what? Your day's going to come in November. Whoever the Republican nominations is going to be for governor, they're going to have my full support. I'm going to say something now, which, you know, I like Astorino. I like the guy on Long Island, too. And I like little Giuliani. And I'm going to tell you something. Pull that back, not little Giuliani. Mr. Giuliani Jr., let me tell you what the father, Rudolph Giuliani, my friend, should come out and do is say to the public, my son's running for governor. You know what I'm all about. You know I know everything. You know what I have to do to bring crime down. Here's what I'm going to do. If my son wins as governor of New York State, I'll be his chief of staff. That's the first time anyone ever mentioned that. How about Rudy Giuliani coming out? Supporting his son and saying, I will give up whatever I'm doing and I will support my son as the governor of New York City and show him the direction how I cleaned up New York City for New York State. I love that vibration. It has a good feel to it. No one's ever talked about that. But imagine having Rudy Giuliani's son being the governor, being guided by the great Rudy Giuliani who has cleaned up this city, took crime off the murders, everything down. Wow, that would be a great, you could make that as a ticket. How about young Giuliani make his father lieutenant governor, Rudy Giuliani, steering Mr. Giuliani, to governor. Hey, no one thought about that. I'm thinking about it now because we need a fresh new face. I'm tired of politics. And listening to Rudy's son this morning on WABC, this guy has it all. He's not afraid of anything. And I know him since he's a young boy. A phenomenal golfer, phenomenal human being. What a great human being Mr. Giuliani is! And I'm starting to slant. I know I supported Astorino, and I did support the guy out on Long Island. But now I'm starting to slant the tape towards this young Giuliani. And just think it, listeners. If Rudy steps up and says that he will be with his son all the way through, and I'm sorry to say, John Katzmatius, maybe he'll even have to leave WABC. But imagine having your son as the governor, being able to direct him in every aspect of running a tight, beautiful New York state, made people feel good about himself. And Mr. Giuliani, young Giuliani, is the freshness I believe that we need, non-political. And we know about one thing. There was one other guy who never ran for public office. He did a damn good job, and his name was Donald Trump. And he ran for president. He never ran for anything else, and he made it to president. So this is not that far-fetched. Also, let's start talking about, again, what's going on across this country. Everyone now, including over in New Jersey, they have this new thing with these young children. I have a six-year-old grandson and a little Jackson, and he goes to school in New York. And, you know, everyone's saying the biggest threat to America is uh, white supremacy. We got this idiot head of Homeland Security Lucucaracha, whatever his name is. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry for saying Lucucaracha, but I don't know how to pronounce his name. And you know what? When someone is that bad, I don't even want to bring his name up in any positive sense. So that's why I make a joke about it. And people that don't like my jokes, they don't have to listen to the podcast. Over 21,000 people were killed in America in 2021. Of those 21,000, 14 Thousand were black Americans, and of those black Americans killed, over ninety percent were killed by other black people. Don't like to hear that, but I like to hear the real statistics. Every murder, to me, I don't care black, white, Asian, white, uh, whatever you want, Jewish. Every murder is a murder. I think our biggest threat in this country is the murders, is the robbery, and the big thing is the crime issue across this country. Then we have people talking. Wasting breath about, oh, we should be teaching young kids in classrooms about gay Americans. Hey, I have a lot of gay friends, I support lesbianics, I support gay people. I think it's all nice and all that, but I really don't believe our children should have to be confronted at five and six years old in the first grade about what's their sexuality. How about what's their, what's their feeling about math? Start teaching them how to read. If they're having problems, start helping them with their problems. And, you know, like what's going on in New Jersey now, it's just outrageous. And I got my hands on some of these lessons for the guidelines for first graders. And here's some of the stupid questions You know, you might feel like a boy, even if you have body parts that some people might tell you are a girl part. If you might feel like you're a girl, even if you have boy parts, that some people might tell you you have boy parts. And then you might not feel like you're a boy or a girl, but you feel like both. Why are we asking children at six and seven? What we should be talking about is, like I said, we should be giving them a positive view on math, on learning, on English, how to speak, and probably these kids would grow up better. When they get it to be 13, 14, then I don't really care about it. But I think it's for the parents to decide what they want their children to learn and what they want their children to be taught. And certainly I want my grandson to be taught arithmetic, spelling, and all that. Now we got to a point in the country now where this is the most important things that are on people's minds. Now we're talking about the percentage of gay Americans, are like around 2 3% of gay Americans, which I support, whether you're a trans, uh, former, transsexual, whatever you are, I support everything that a person feels. And you know what? As long as you don't fringe my beliefs, you do whatever you want. And I believe that people have the freedom. That's what America is, the freedom to do what you want, as long as you don't hurt somebody else. And I just feel as though a lot of these people that are pushing this gay stuff and all that, Maybe they're predators in disguise and they want to teach children to be predators or whatever. I'm just outraged. And right now we want to be able to stand fast together and start going after the biggest problems in the country. Again,
0: this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com/system all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com/system.
1: I reiterate, where our biggest problems are, crime, murders. Let's get our hands around. Us. And I repeat again, how about in the great city of Colorado? Denver, Colorado, there were riots. They were burning builders down, assaulting police. And then they sued the police department because they got roughed up a little bit. Then they gave them $12 million reward, $12 million for these rioters. We're all exactly opposite. But now, and I talked to my friend, John Katsimatidis, and I'm going to be part of it. We're going to name the names here, starting in New York. State senators, assembly people. This is going to be a red wave for people The silent majority will wake up now and will say, we've had enough, enough of this nonsense. Let's start dealing with the real problems of America. Let's band together. And I'll tell you right now, and I'd love to go into any black or Hispanic community, uh, minority community, and ask the people, do you want defunding the police? What they'll say, and I'll guarantee you, it'll be 80% of the people will say, no, we want more police. We want to take these guns off the street. And the reality are, again, I keep going back to it. New York State is not handling these gun cases correctly. We should utilize the federal government. the U.S. Attorney in the Eastern District and the Southern District have to be able to prosecute these cases. We should use the DEA, the ATF, and work together with the New York City Police Department. If we have such a liberal value of not prosecuting, hey, New York City is in a place called America the land of the free, America that is supportive of all people around this country. I need the federal government to help us in New York City, along with the New York City Police Department, and let's prosecute these gun-toters and these murders and all these criminals federally so we put them in jail. People are going to say to me, well, i we don't have enough jails. How about building some more jails? Because if we build some more jails, And we get some more correction officers and people to run them. And you know what? We get the crime. That's the rights of every American and every New Yorker is to get the criminal element off the streets. We should feel free like it was years ago to jump on that subway and be happy and listen to music. Actually, you know what I miss on the subway? I miss some of the music when they used to play instruments on subway stops. You would have people. I'd give the guys a couple bucks here and there. Let's get some more instruments on the subways, some more musical people on there. And you know what? I like that. When I'm on a train, I hear somebody playing a guitar, or if I go to a subway station, I hear someone singing. I love that stuff. And you know what that brings? That brings you with a smile on your face. I want people to go into the subways with a smile on their face and don't worry about someone putting a knife in them or someone shooting them or someone throwing a bomb or a device. This is something that is really Really outraged. Another one. You know, we keep missing. One hundred thousand Americans. White, black, Asian, across the board. No one talks about it. They're dying with overdoses across this country. Over a hundred thousand. Why don't we talk about it? That's a dirty little secret. You know why? The majority of them dying not from the drug. They're dying from this fentanyl that has come out of China, this disgraceful country that has locked down. 25 million people seal their doors. They're starving to death. There's no food on the shelves. Is that what we want, America? Do we want that to come to America where our government is going to control? One, our government's going to control where they let the criminal element run the country, where the government tells you, your son is five years old. He must or she must wear a mask to school. We want our freedoms. We want our rights. We want our rights as parents and grandparents to have our children and our grandchildren grow up with the freedoms that we had the beautiful freedoms i remember as a kid in the 1950s and we had some tumultuous times during the 60s and i was there and i lived through them but there was always a factor of one thing this country where people can do what they want look at this nitwit that we elected president we could have a president who doesn't even know where he is you listen to him talk but this is how america is because Democracy works this way. The majority of people vote. And I guarantee you, those 80 million that voted for Mr. Biden, President Biden, they're having some withdrawal pains from him when they watch him in action. So right now, the important thing is that we have to appreciate this great country. And I love this country so much. But the freedoms of the majority have to be heard. Not just what we're hearing with the small minority of Gays and uh, Translucents and Transformers and this and that. How about the majority of people, what they feel? And I think it's very important that people go out and vote. Let's start turning the tide. Let's start New York State. Let's start this red wave going from New York State and New York City. My friend Eric, you got to wake up, Eric. I hope you're feeling better with your COVID. Please, Eric, they voted you like the hero of New York State you know, in New York City, we have to work together and we have to do a wave. And if you ever, Eric, were able to clean up this city and make crime and murders go away, homeless go away, and start supporting the majority of people, you could run for president for years. I've told you this many times. How would that be a great leader, hero for this country? But you got to do it first in New York City. If you fail, Eric, you know what you'll run for? You'll run for garbage collector, okay, Eric? Come on, buddy. I believe in you. I've been supporting you for 18 years. I put my money where my mouth is. I stick up for you. I take a lot of crap from people. Oh, your friend Eric this, your friend Eric that. You have a great chancellor, David Banks. What a great educational chancellor. You put people in effect. Your police commission is a wonderful person, but you have to, with the police department, you have to take the handcuffs off the cops. Let them know that you support them. Let them know if you do the right thing, you're going to support them. You cannot tell somebody who's doing their job, well, you overreacted. What is overreaction? And I've arrested 1,600 felons and wrestled around with them. I've been stabbed. I was in the hospital 30 times, fractured skull, all kinds of good tricks. You don't arrest somebody where it looks good. When someone's fighting, if I was to arrest my executive producer, that's sitting next to me right now and I'm trying to arrest her and put handcuffs on her and she's fighting with me, it ain't going to look pretty. All I know is a violent thing when people are fighting. And unless you were a policeman or a policewoman or now you got to call them a transvestite policeman or whatever the hell it is, right? Whatever it is, you have to know one thing. You do not have a beautiful view of you arresting someone when they're resisting arrest. And anybody thinks it goes down, I remember one Adam 12, a lot of you young people are around, put your hands up, put your hands on the wall, one hand in back, it doesn't work that way. You're wrestling around for your life. They're trying to get your gun to shoot you, shoot your partner, so you have to use whatever force you can to affect that arrest. And I welcome, and I told Eric, I wanted to go to city council. I want them to line up five of the biggest. I tell you what we'll do. We'll have half white, half black. No, one-third white. will have one-third black and one-third Asian. And what we'll do is big ones. I want big guys. And then I'll put handcuffs on them and I'll get them in a headlock. It ain't going to be pretty, but you'll see. You cannot arrest someone who is resisting and it won't look pretty. Nobody's going to die. Remember, one tough cop Here's the dirty little secret. I. Never killed anyone. Guy shot at me five times, six feet away. I couldn't even get my gun out fast enough. Throws the gun down. He goes, you got me. I said, I got you. He ended up in Metropolitan Hospital. But if you took the video, you wouldn't like what you saw. But statute of limitations over. You saw me wrestling around with this guy, fighting with this guy, putting handcuffs on this guy. Yeah, I had to hit him a couple of times. Yes, I did. Reasonable force. If I didn't hit him, he could have killed me, okay? So this is what people have to understand: what the life of being a cop is out there. You, everyone's against you, no matter what you do. They're looking to take your job, take your pension. Now with this stupid city council, what they're allowed to do is go after your house and take your house away from all that hard work that you were doing. It's a hard life out there to be a police officer and all that. And you know what? When I talk about getting away from the negativity, again. We have to go back happiness. I don't see happy anymore. All I do is turn on the news, and what happened in Ukraine with these animal Russian generals massacring 20, 25,000 people with their hands tied, shot in the head. Ooh, it just outrages me. One of my friends, my friends, and I'm going to name him, David Edelstein, big big real estate guy, he said he might be going in another week to Ukraine. And he says to me, Bo, would you come? I'd go. I'd go. And you want to know something? I'm so outraged that we have to stand up as Americans. I don't want American troops over there. But I certainly want to focus on the atrocity that's going on. Because a lot of my Jewish friends and these people I've talked to from Auschwitz, and they talked about this, what happened in Germany, when they were exterminating all my Jewish friends and their family. They knew what was going on. FDR knew what was going on. And they still didn't get involved. We know what's going on now by these Russians. We have to be stronger. Instead of brain-dead President Biden sitting there not knowing where the hell he is, this should be every day talking about these atrocities. We have hundreds of thousands of people being murdered. And then there's other morons over there in China locking up 25,000 people, sealing their doors with no food. Hey, America. We are the land of the free and the brave. We have to speak out to these atrocities because you know what? It's going to come here with all these liberal people are going to start favoring this liberalization. Maybe you want to lock our doors here in New York City there, Huckle. Maybe if the pandemic comes back, you should put bolts and unlocks on all our doors. Maybe I can't eat anything. Maybe there won't be any foods on the shelves. Look at people, just watch the news see what's going on in Shanghai, watch the news, see what's going on in Ukraine. Do we really want our great country, America, black, white, Asian, Jewish, do we want us to go that way? It's our time to get the silent majority woke the hell up, and let's go back to the values and ideas of this greatest country in the world. We don't want that crap coming here. We want our freedoms. I want freedom to everybody in this country. I don't care who you are, and I want the freedom of our children to grow up innocently and love Mickey Mouse. I don't want Mickey Mouse tongue-kissing with another Mickey Mouse. I don't want to see Minnie Mouse, munching Taten, another Minnie Mouse. I don't want that. I want my kids to be happy in Disney World and Disneyland. So damn you with all this politically correct crap. Let's go back to love. Let's go back to happiness. I love WABC because they let me speak. The way I speak now, and tell people in America, across this country, we have to wake up before it's too late. Because they didn't wake up in Germany. They didn't wake up in Ukraine with the support against Russia. We didn't wake up in China seeing all these. There's over, I think it's up to 2 million people kept in concentration camps. What reason? Because of their religious belief. Where is the outrage? And all they do is sit there, and they, what they do is this. They do this. They eat their rice, which they love rice. They eat their rice, and then all they think about is taking over the world. I spent a week in Beijing. They walk around. There's not one person with a smile. They walk around with their heads down. Traffic. I went to the Great Wall of China. I went to the joint at the forbidden city and all that crap. But let me tell you something. Back in their minds, they got one thing. They got a 40-year plan to take over the world. Right now, you can't buy nothing that ain't made in China. They're taking us over little by little. How about the military? Did you ever see the military of China? Our new F-35 fighter? They got it. They've breached every security breach with Boeing, with every defense, air defense. They have satellites in space that could shoot our GPS satellites out. How about this? If China shoots our GPS satellites out, you think you're going to be able to fly an F-35? You think you're going to even be able to drive your car and find out where the freak you're going? They are advancing themselves too much. And what we're doing is sitting back, worrying about if a child is gay, if the child's not gay. No, 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 no. We've got to get our heads together. I'd like to slap some of these liberal congressmen and senators. Yes, I would. Come get to reality. Otherwise, we won't have America the way we know America, land of the free and the brave, And we've always been that way. Let's bring America back together. And that's something that I really feel. And that's what I'm talking about today. And I thank everybody. And again, I'm going to give you a little bit of a thing. If I offended anybody, I'm sorry. I'm just one angry grandpa that doesn't want to see my grandchildren grow up to a world that is not good.